Welcome to podcast number six. That's right. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. We are just so good at podcasts now. And I'm super excited because we've got Leanna with us. That's, That's right. right. And so Leanna, say hello. Hi. Nice. Nice. Um, and uh, she's she's here because of our topic today. That's right. Uh, we need we need some help. Um, our topic of discussion today, which we, we informed you last podcast. Mm-hmm. We always tell you at the end of the podcast what we'll be talking about in the next one. So today's podcast is mm-hmm. about... What they didn't teach you in college. Ooh, so and good. And there's a lot we could talk about, but, t- but today we're going to focus on three um, points. Yeah. Three points in general. Um, we've got Aaron with us today. Everybody say hello to Aaron. Aaron, say hi. Hey, what's up, everybody? We've got Pastor Evan with us today. Yo. And we got Leanna. Hi. And so we're very excited. Um, and so let's just kick this off right um, you go to college and you pay a lot of money mm-hmm. and then you're, yeah. they're supposed to prepare you for your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you do learn a lot Yeah. and um, you get a lot of knowledge and you have a lot mm-hmm. of fun, but then there's a lot of things that they don't teach you about. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is help a little bit with that today. And mm-hmm. we think that this podcast is going to be extremely helpful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're going to... Um, uh, talk a little bit off the cuff, so hopefully we don't get in too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, what we really want to talk about specifically is how to adult. Ooh. And within our young adults ministry, we've we've had many different uh, sermon series about this. Yeah. And and so we're going to continue a little bit of that. And first and foremost, we're going to just talk about something that's so important with your life that they are not going to teach you very well in college is something called self-discipline. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so true. And I would say even for our high school and middle school listeners, like this isn't just for our young adult community. Mm-hmm. This is for our, our high schoolers too. Like if you don't know how to do self-discipline, I, you can make it through high school, but I want to set myself up and I think that they should want to set themselves up yeah. to live the rest of their life. And there's something that they're not gonna, you're not going to learn. Yep. So, you know, in college and in high school, I would say in high school, they help you a lot with this being self with discipline. They, um, they, they allow you to try to turn in papers late. If you, if you were a little bit, um, procrastinating on something, they're trying to help you get through life. You've got coaches. If you play sports, you've got music directors if you're in band. Yeah, you have a lot of people around you. You do have a lot of people around you. Wow. And and hopefully you're learning a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But then you get to college and it's really, that just completely goes away. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do? So we're going to talk about self-discipline a little bit. Mm -hmm. Truly, Leanne, how important is self-discipline in just your everyday life when it comes to your career and your job and and you're you're a wife, you're an employee? um, How does self-discipline play a role with you? You know, I think it's probably one of the more important life skills because 
you truly you it, it's one of the first things you have to learn as an adult because mm-hmm. once you're an adult there's nobody you know checking your homework per se you know like yeah. nobody else is gonna is gonna remind me you know hey you're responsible for all, the, all these things how are you doing at it I have to be proactive in doing those things mm-hmm. right. uh, and so that's really important just even even past college you know mm-hmm. And college is a great fail-safe to learn that because, <laughs> you know, okay, if, you know, you miss a paper or whatever, it's not the end of the world. But once you get into real life, man, if you miss a mortgage payment. Oh, that's scary. You miss a car payment. You don't want to do that. You know, whatever. Oh. Like, that stuff has... Real-life consequences. Real-life consequences, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't... You uh, Being an adult, it, there's there's no homework. There's just pass or fail. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. like you, yeah. you, if you if you fail a test in school, well, you could probably get the grade back up through doing really well in homework and quizzes, mm-hmm. and then doing really well on the next test. But mm-hmm. if you pass a if you if you fail a test in real life, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, or you get fined. Right. You, you get know? oh yeah, you get fined. Right. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, just I was thinking about you know this conversation of talking about people and how they you know they're disciplined with their money, and if they're not you get interest. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay off that interest and the, the money you use, let's say a credit card, for instance, and, and that's building interest, if you don't pay that off, the penalty is you're going to pay more money. Mm-hmm. No, nope. You can't talk yourself out of paying more money. You have to pay more money. And if mm-hmm. you procrastinate that, talking about being disciplined, you're going to have to pay even more money. And that mm-hmm. hurts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're penalized. You're yeah. penalized, and it's painful to be yeah. penalized. It, it is. I remember is the first time I learned that lesson. I had a debit card, and I just was using the debit card, and I didn't realize I had to keep track of how money was, how much money was on it. So, yeah, you had $30 in the account, and you went and bought what? I don't even remember. Yeah, Probably but. something stupid. <laughs> yeah, something you didn't need. Something I didn't need, and I overdrafted the account, and you get fined for that. Oh, man. And, you know, the, coming to the, with the excuse, oh, I didn't realize, they say, sorry. You have to pay the fine. Yeah, what your excuses really feel bad, really aren't good either. They don't <laughs> no. measure up very well. No, no. they're like, never good. You're never like I, you know, I was saving a child from a burning building. Right. I needed <laughs> to, to get some ca- fast cash. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and they're, you're always just like, I really wanted Taco Bell. Yep. Yep. And I, and I didn't want to make a sandwich at home because <laughs> I overdrafted. You know, they're like, oh, oh yeah. Well, that, that's a horrible excuse. That's a horrible excuse, yeah. exactly. And I, when I was in college, I overdrafted twice on my debit card. Ooh. And it was a self-disciplined lesson. Yeah. I had to pay my fee. Yep. To just get back to, uh, just to get back to zero dollars, I had to <laughs> give them money. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, the painful lessons of adulting. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, so, <laughs> which leads us perfectly into the next one, which is, what should I do with my money? Mm. What do I do with my money? Do I have a job so that I can eat and put gas in my car? Is that all the reason you get a job? What are we doing with our money here? Mm-hmm. So this is a good one, Aaron. You're, you're, this is like, you know, um, I would say you're in your first s- season of your life and you just kind of have a job. You're mm-hmm. you're looking to buy a home. You're about to get married. Yep. You know, is your money? You how are you looking at your money now that you're an adult? Yeah, I think my looking at my money now has totally shifted from when I was in high school. Because 
when I was in high school, it was like gas in my car. Uh, my parents made me pay my own insurance on my car. So gas, insurance, and like hanging out with my friends, buying food. Like that's what my money was for. Um, but yeah, now it's a lot about how can I make my money work for me? I need to be mm-hmm. setting this money aside. I've always been pretty good with money. Um, luckily kind of, uh, well, unfortunately for my parents, we watched them make some mistakes with money mm. and then was able to, to learn from that. So I've been pretty good about, about saving and then making purchases that I felt were, were justified and that this is something that I could really use, use all the time or is making me more money. Um, but now looking at, okay, I need to, I need to have, I need to care more about just myself mm-hmm. before my money was, it was all about what can I do with my money to better myself. But now, I mean, I'm getting married. I'm trying to buy this house, uh, for my future wife. It's like, okay, my money's not just about me anymore, right? It's about, it's about a family, my future family. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge shift in my mindset of having to me. Cause I mean, I can, if my money's all about me, I can, I can buy all the toys. Mm-hmm. I can, I can buy all, all the, the top quality toys. Like I really don't have to right. worry about anybody else. If it's all about me, I can spend it all now. And that's all on me. But mm-hmm. looking forward, it's like, Oh no, I have to worry about my, my family. I have to be concerned mm-hmm. about them. I have to be providing, you know, for Dana, my future wife. And so that shifted how I spend my money. So it's a bit, a little bit more saving. Um, and a lot more of trying to make my money work for me. And when I first mm-hmm. got this job at Cornerstone, my first full-time job here, mm-hmm. um, one of the first things I did, I met with a financial advisor. Um, I said, hey, I don't have a lot of money. Like I, I didn't just walk into you know 30 grand or I didn't get a huge inheritance. <laughs> right. Like was just my first full-time job, but I want to make the little money that I have work for me. And they said, all right, we set up a plan and I've been sticking to that plan, been investing. Uh, you know, and uh, they do all the managing for me because I don't have time or really the desire to learn everything, all the ins and outs of that. But yeah. um, having that person to be like, okay, I don't have, you know, I'm saving, but I also have, you know, all this money that's working for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got a savings yeah. account, emergency accounts. Yeah. You've got um, uh, uh, retirement accounts. Yeah. Investing. And, yeah. yeah. Investing. Then you got your accounts for bills. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you got your accounts to play, play money. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you become an adult, it all changes. When you're a kid, if you're lucky and you're, if you're a kid and you're lucky, you could get a job and all the money you made was play money. Oh yeah. That's if you were lucky. I was never personally that lucky. Was anybody in here that lucky? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I was able as a kid, as, as a kid, I was able to, you know, as a kid, it was like your money went to candy. Um, but as I got older, kind of like minister Aaron was saying is, as I had to take care of my own bills, you know, like instantly when I got a car, I was paying for it. I was paying for mm-hmm. the insurance. I was paying for the gas. I was paying for my first phone and, and stuff like that. So I, I had to learn quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That I had to separate my money. Yeah. I, I didn't have a car growing up. I went to college without a car because my parents couldn't afford it. And then I couldn't either. And then I went to college without a cell phone because I, my parents couldn't afford it. And I thought, well, I'll just get one. I'll get mm-hmm. one. And I realized I can't afford a, a cell phone. I can't afford the, the, the payments, mm-hmm. the monthly payments. I would li- be working a job to have a cell phone. Yeah. That yeah. to me didn't feel a good, like a good give and yeah, take. Yeah, that wasn't a good So I idea, went right. to college. I mean, I guess I'm old now without a cell phone. And and because you couldn't afford it, and so you just chose to live without mm-hmm. things because yeah. you can't afford it, um, and and so 
no, I, I didn't have the like all my money I made just for fun. We're gonna go have fun. I I was I'd have a job, I'd save my money, and then I'd pretty much spend it all on a mission trip. So <laughs> these mission trips sometimes would cost twelve hundred dollars, right. two thousand dollars sometimes depending on where you're going. And so I'd work mm-hmm. at my pizza place mm-hmm. the whole whole year. And I get two thousand dollars, and I'd spend it all on a mission trip. So I never played with my money very much. Um, and then when I get into adulthood, I kind of had an opposite effect of like, oh, I finally got some money I can play with now. Ooh. Oh, yeah. and okay. Then, and then a financial advisor sat down with me and realized, oh, I still can't play. <laughs> <laughs> still can't play. I still, uh, I still can't buy the stuff I want to buy. Yeah. I can't buy my dream car, which isn't really that ex- that of an expensive car. I still can't afford <laughs> still it. Still can't afford it. <laughs> and then I can't. I can't go on my dream vacations. I can't take. Yeah. I can't buy all my dream toys. Yeah. I can't. I want. There's. Uh, I, there's other things. You gotta be. You gotta. Um, you know, know what to do with your money. Yeah, it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. I, for me, you know, growing up, I had to learn those two. It kind of one and the same uh, as a as a kid, and then as a young adult about discipline and being disciplined or stewarding my money well. Because uh, especially growing up, we didn't make a lot, and then I didn't make a lot. I was I was a janitor at a church. Then I went to college. I, I met you when you were a janitor. Yes, you did. I remember that, and, and I, I talked about the IMA well, with I you. I invited yeah. you to join the IMA to quit being a janitor and come to <laughs> the and I did. Ministry Academy, and you did it. You and did I did it. it. I, I heeded the wisdom of Pastor Luke, and uh, it's so. Uh, but yeah, so I, I did that. I went to college also, and uh, I worked at Gordon Food Service, and then after that. Um, after college, I went to be a part-time youth pastor, and, and all through those years, I did not make a lot. But I found out that if I live simple, this took discipline. I live simple that the car I have was the dream car because it was a car that worked. It started. You know? It started. It started. <laughs> you know, and and my my vacation was a lot more simplified. I could do it. I could go on a, a camping fishing trip that didn't cost much and I could enjoy life. I could really enjoy life, but be disciplined. And so I didn't make a bazillion dollars, but it, because I live so simple, it, it felt like I was making more mm. because I wasn't, I wasn't dishing out a bunch of money. Mm. It was really simple living and I was able to save, you know, Kendra and I, when we got married, I was able to save and I was able to uh, help kind of set us up, even though we didn't make a lot. We could set ourselves up and we could enjoy life. Um, But like Dave Ramsey says, you really do have to live like no one else so that as you get older, you can live like no one else. Now, Leanna has has very good stories about her her career at FedEx. Ooh. Come on, somebody. I need share with share with the with the world. Yes. Like some of these stories, these are really good stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Do you have one in mind? Just how you would work. Um, you, you were in school, mm-hmm. and then you would go to work at FedEx in the evening, mm-hmm. then sleep in your car after yes. your shift was over to wake up the next day to do another shift at FedEx. Yeah, so it sounds, it's, these are good stories. <laughs> these are good stories. Get ready, listeners. You don't expect it from Leanna. <laughs> oh yeah, listen to this. Yes, when Nick and I first got married, we were both working part time at FedEx, and full time students. Oh my gosh! And he was on the morning shift that started at two a.m. That went from two a.m. I think to 
like 6 or 7 a.m. And I was on the evening shift that went 7 p.m. to midnight. Wow. And there was a couple weeks where it was really busy at FedEx. And so they gave the morning shift people the opportunity to also pick up a shift in the evening. And so Nick and I drove to work together, worked the evening shift, and then we slept in the back of our car. And he got like two hours of sleep. And then wow. he started again at 2 a.m. to work a whole nother shift. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it was, was not it fun. Hi- it was not the highlight of our lives. No. Some, this is what life is like sometimes, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yes, because, I mean, that was what we had to do. Yeah, it's not all fun mm-hmm. games all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, I do want to eat mm-hmm. and I want to um, put gas in the car. And then I want to be able to maybe get some gifts for the Christmas in the Christmas season for family and friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are the extra hours that I have to put in yep. to make mm-hmm. all that happen. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, it's totally early. And it's funny, but like you don't expect a, that kind of like, that kind of um, crazy story. Hard from, labor from story Leanna. from Leanna. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know, we've at, all had these jobs where we put in yeah. a hard day's work, yeah. a hard month's work. Yeah. We we mm-hmm. dug holes six feet deep every day, <laughs> and, and yeah. slept down in the bottom of them because we couldn't get out. Of, we couldn't get out of them at the end of the work day. We dug so yeah. deep. We've all had these stories. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, for me, I was you know, like I said, worked at Gordon uh, Gordon Food Service, so full time student and full time employee, and you just do the hard work. Right. Um, and kind of gives us direction to having financial goals, kind of leading in, in this kind of conversation is, is you have to have that, those goals. I want to buy a house. I yeah. want to get married. I want to be able to uh, save up for that car. And, and you mm-hmm. really you really have to, like, project of what you want to do, whether you're single or you're married. You really should sit down and say, OK, what do I want to accomplish this year? Yep. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do I want to do with my money? Yeah. Uh, it isn't for just Taco Bell, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think then you have to, once you have an idea of that, you have to actually be able to be willing to put the work in. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, Leanna had that crazy story. Um, I remember when I was in the Ignited Ministry Academy, I, I had a part-time job um, where I was working like every day that I wasn't at the IMA. And some days when I was, I was working at this job. Um, to my, my parents paid for my IMA, but I paid for everything else. And so I had to keep this job, be able to pay for everything. And I worked at Tractor Supply. I would work the afternoon closing shift on Sunday afternoon. So I'd get out of church, eat lunch sometimes. Sometimes we didn't have time to eat lunch. Go right to work. And then I'd work until close. And then we'd have to stay after close to count all the money. Right. And and get everything set up. So sometimes I'd be there until 10, 30, 11 at night. And then I worked Monday morning, the stock shift which started at 5, wow. but we oh, had man. to be there at 4.30. Mm. And so I'd go home at like 10, 30, 11, sleep for a couple hours, be back at work at 4.30, work until 9, and then IMA started at 9.30, and it's like a 25-minute drive. So I get out of work, drive here, be at the IMA all day, and then I go home and sleep. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. Those are the, that's a rough few days right there. <laughs> yeah, rough. so those, those days would be rough, but I – Part of my goals was I wanted to be able to make it through that IMA season without having to, to go in debt. Yeah. And so I was able to do that. Mm. But I had to, it was because I had that goal that Evan was talking about. I had that financial goal. I want to be able to go through the season without getting in debt. And then I want, and then being able to actually put in the work, even though it was horrible. Right. Put in the work to be able to do that. 
Mm -hmm. So this leads us to our last point, and we won't talk for too much longer, but um, what they didn't teach you in college, and I think the the thing that they do not talk about at all in college is the importance of relationships mm -hmm. and a a work play balance with relationships and just relationships in general. Yeah. There's nobody monitoring your relationships in college. There was people monitoring my relationships when I was in high school, when I was in middle school. I remember I had youth pastors yeah. who at times were brave enough to pull me aside and say, hey, you know, cut this relationship out. It's mm -hmm. going to lead you to destruction or whatever the case may be. My parents, you know. Yeah. We don't approve. Don't go there. Don't do that. Not tonight. Okay. All right. You know, but then you get off to college. And I remember in college, by the time I got to college, I wasn't some sort of immature um, man or anything like that. I was serious about my life. And I thought, though, naively thinking, every single person here at a Christian college is a Christian who is serious about life mm. and... They have, <laughs> they have dreams and goals. <laughs> Boy, I realized right away, not even every single person in my degree, which was pastoral ministries degree, Ooh. not everybody in my degree was serious. I mean, I can't tell Come. you. I was shocked Come on, at the man. amount of people Ouch. going to get a pastoral degree who didn't even get up to go to church on a Sunday. Ooh. Ooh wow. Rough. Wow. Rough, and they they want to be a pastor. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Nope, I don't get it. So I realized right away these are not all. These are not really all my people. They are here for some reasons. It's hard to figure out why. Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit down and talk with everybody and figure it all out. But not everybody's here for the same reasons as I am. Right, mm -hmm. and. I had to pick my friends wisely, and I had to have a work-play balance. Right. And it was so important to be successful in college. So important. Mm -hmm. So um, I, ca I have so many stories of people who made wrong choices and people who made right choices. But I would say that I had to choose my friends wisely and be disciplined. Right. Yeah. I, I just think of uh, a variety of my friends where it's like, you know, I, I, I can – love you. I can talk with you. I can encourage you. We can hang out every so often, but there are certain people I couldn't just hang out with because their lifestyle was, I just want to hang out and have fun. I don't really care. I want to stay up super late and, you know, wake up whenever I want and, and almost really just, I guess, shoot from the hip per se on, on what that day might look like. And, mm. and I really like, I, mean, I need people that are disciplined, that are encouraging, that are saying, hey, man, I, you said you're going to do this. Are you doing this? Hey, mm. I just want to keep you accountable to what you're saying. And, and, and accountability isn't just for high school. Accountability isn't just for, for staying pure, though that's very important. Accountability is saying, hey, you said you wanted to do this. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with that opportunity? What are you, what are you doing with that job? That's a real friend that I want in my corner. And, and just like you said, is I had to seek them out. And even if it was just one, I, Evan Berger, had to pursue them. Mommy and daddy wasn't going to help me. My youth pastor wasn't going to introduce me to the new person that was going to become my best friend. Mm -hmm. The professor wasn't going to hook me up. No, it was me going out and getting them into my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The older you get, the more truer it is. Yep. So 
They even say that you're even, um, the, your five closest friends, you usually even have the same income. Interesting. Yep. Huh. That's yep. interesting. So there you yeah. go. It, it, it affects your life tremendously. So you get that work-play balance. What about you, Leanna, when you were at college? Were you um, uh, kind of shocked even by people's lifestyles and disciplines? Because you went to a Christian university as well. How was that choosing friends and trying to find the right ones? You know, yeah, I did go to Spring Arbor University. Um, and so I kind of came in with that same wrong assumption is it's a Christian university, so everybody loves the Lord. And I also had the wrong assumption. I'm just naturally going to, I'm going to love the Lord too. Like it's the, the I, did, I don't have to put in any work. Huh. Oh. You know, I don't have to put in any work for my relationship with the Lord because I'm at a Christian university. There's chapel twice a week. I'm good. That's my church. Oh, there you go. That, that was, was a mistake. Very wrong. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. very wrong. And I remember in high school, my friend group was very much like the I was friends with people that it was convenient to be friends with because oh we're all in the same activities together. And in college it was very different. In college it was legitimately I like you as a person. I like to be around you. Yeah. You're a positive influence. And those are the friends I still have today. Not the mm-hmm. ones that were just friends because it was easy, but friends because we like each other and we build each yeah. other up. It wasn't a good time Gary kind of friend. Oh, they're just there for the good times. It was someone who yeah. Yeah. The never, never choose friends based upon proximity. Ooh. Ooh. Never. It's good. Just because they live next door or they're sitting next to you in class or they're your next door neighbor in your dorm room, that's no reason that it should be your yeah. friend. But that's right. how most of us choose our friends, which yeah. is a total mistake. You should choose your friends based upon goals and drivenness and ex- yeah. love for Jesus. And and, dis- and did I say disciplines already? Now you have. Now I have. Oh, man. We're, we're almost done, Aaron. One, yeah. last, one last point from you. All right. On, on this topic. Here. Oh, on this topic here. <laughs> I was like, you got another question. I know it's going. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I think for me it was – uh, it was challenging to find because I did I didn't actually go to to a university or to a college. I did the IMA and then I uh, just I worked a bunch of part time jobs until I got this job here at Cornerstone. Um, but I had to learn that I had to have play friends outside of just work because the guys I hung out with, you know, I worked at a farm for two years. The guys that I worked with, they were awesome. Yep. They wow. were they were great guys, but we didn't hang out outside of work. You know, and so if, if those were my only friends, then my life during those years would have been pretty boring. Hmm. Uh, I see. But, but I had to to seek out friends, and I had to. I learned that I had to, like Leanna said, I had to actually go after people that I wanted to hang out with, and that you know there was uh, one one of my best friends, still Jason. He, you know, we we weren't doing all the same things together. We became friends. When we were both in high school. We were at the same. We were at church together all the time. We we're at all the same trips. We were, and so it was really easy to become a friend. But then after that, I realized if I don't pursue a great relationship and we continue to hang out and make time for that, I'm, I'm never going to talk to him again. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And if you don't pursue him. Yeah. I, yeah. And so we had to, we had to learn that, okay, we need to have this day, you know, we're going to go, we're going to hang out and it's going to be a play day. That's good. And so we had to learn that. Uh, that was a big thing that I had to learn. It's good. Mm. It's good. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that kind of sums up our time. That's it. But um, we're so excited for our next podcast. Because this was an idea from Aaron. Aaron, we're calling this next podcast title Becoming Your Own 
person. That's right. Ooh. Explain that a little bit, Aaron. Yeah, so I think this is really cool because I think the world has this idea of becoming your own person means rebellion. I'm going to rebel against everything that everybody taught me, and that's me becoming my own person. Independent. Exactly. Right. But the Bible says that me becoming my own person is all about surrender. Me surrendering to the will of God, and that's how I become my own person. So we're going to talk about that God next has, time. God has a unique plan for every individual. Are you becoming your own person? That's it. That's it? It's going to be great. That's That'll be, be our so next good. podcast. I it's can't going to wait. be awesome. That's going to be awesome. All right, Leanna, say goodbye. Bye. Maybe she'll <laughs> show up on the next one. Do you yes. want to be on the next one, Leanna? Do you have fun with us? If you want me, I'll be here. All right, hey. Podcast audience, let us know if you want Leanna (laughs) to be here. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us some comments. We want Leanna back. Come on, somebody. All right, everybody. See you later. Have a great day. Tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.